Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced to doing on PR's hybrid future. Today, we're talking to Alice Brayton, founder of Hanson Search, about its future of the workplace report. Some headlines, first up from the report. It says 30% of marketing and communications employees question whether their current career is right for them and are considering alternative paths. Another finding is that 45% rank team, people and culture as the most important, followed by flexible working, 39% over competitive salary and bonus as the most important elements of a job package. Another finding is that 76% of senior executives and business owners would prioritise employee well-being over financial and commercial concerns. And 15% of employees are looking to be able to work abroad. Now, before we start, um, thanks as so much as ever to the sponsors of the PR Moment podcast, the PRCA. Uh, a quick plug for uh, a bunch of events that the PRCA is putting together. Um, the face-to-face events for the PRCA are back uh, and they are organising eight late summer parties in cities across the UK in September. All of the parties outside of London are completely free to attend and you don't have to be a member of the PRCA to join. Don't miss your chance to network with peers in a relaxed and safe environment. Visit prca.org.uk forward slash events to find the details of your local event. I've no doubt you can even go to one outside of your locality if you wish. Also, the PR Moment webinar caravan continues. Um, so do check out prmoment.com for details on the following sessions. We're going to be looking at top tips for TikTok marketing, the intersection of PR and uh, digital PR, I should say, and SEO. And we've got one coming up later on in the month around what are the most popular KPIs in PR. Alice, welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Thank you, Ben. So go on, just summarise uh, the findings of uh, this, this report that you've done, because it looks super interesting. Yeah, and, and first of all, thank you very much for, for having me um, today. It's a really important topic. And the reason why we decided to run the survey was really because actually so many clients were coming to us asking for our insights and our help. And obviously, as a headhunter, we talked to lots of candidates, we talked to lots of clients, but we really wanted to get some real um, insights into what was the employees and employers were thinking. And clearly, businesses have been faced with an unprecedented set of challenges. Um, so um, it's uh, it's interesting to see actually how polarised some of the responses were and how split they were. But if I look at it in sort of four different categories, um, lockdown, uh, then um, the sort of thinking of, of individuals, the demand for talent and then flexibility. I'll just give you a quick overview of those four key areas. But um, during lockdown, 58% of people actually said that um, uh, productivity had increased. However, 65% of individuals had suffered from mental health. And um, the biggest percentage of that was between 25 and 34-year-olds, which I think is really important when we start thinking about the future of the workplace, because it's actually like what sector of um, demographics are we needing to protect and we need to help. So those individuals actually were feeling quite anxious. um, They felt under pressure and there was a fear of lack of progression when they're working from home. Um, 
A 58% actually interesting missed um, collaboration. I think we've certainly heard that from speaking to candidates. It's the collaboration piece, that learning together piece. Um, that's why people really want to come back. But um, if we look at sort of what individuals are thinking now, and I think this is really quite key because there was this real polarization between people wanting to stay where they were, about 25%, um, others looking at large companies, others looking at SMEs, and then actually 20% were considering freelancing. So it was a quite an even split across that. And I think that's quite challenging for businesses. Normally what we see is a, a swing towards the independence or swing to towards the big holding groups or in-house and we weren't getting a sense of that at all. It was really quite polarized in terms of what people wanted. The key aspect that I think is really interesting for all businesses, we all know there's a bit of a war of talent going on. There's a real shortage. I'm speaking to clients on a day-by-day -day basis, and we can discuss a bit more um, about that later. But 30% of those people that responded are considering a career change altogether. So if we've already got a shortage of talent now, what's going to happen if that 30% actually leave the industry and the loss of all those skills? 40% um, of business owners are actually fearful that they'll lose talent to go abroad. And actually, if we look at the findings from the employee side, 15% are considering a, a move. So this is a real challenge. And I think um, the impact of both Brexit and COVID um, have had a huge amount to play on that. So on the key topic of that flexibility and where people are going to work and how people are going to work, unsurprisingly, actually, um, only 3% wanted to work um, from an office on a full-time basis. So, I mean, it's a very, very low number. So caution to all those businesses that are asking anyone to come back on a full-time basis. 66% um, want to split their time between an office and um, and, uh, and home. And actually 41% want to decide week by week where they work from. So they are looking for flexibility um, and that has to fit into both working environments and home lifestyle um, needs. And again, you know, there, there is this sort of demand for a big push of, of freelancing. And interesting, if we break down the freelancing figures, 62% um, of those that are thinking about freelancing are actually female. So um, uh, quite a high percentage there of actually women considering um, freelancing. So, you know, this flexibility is really important. Culture, uh, team and working policies actually ranking above salary and benefits at the moment. So when thinking about what packages, when thinking about the workplace environment, you know, it really is um, shaping things that are gonna be right for the talent. If, you, if you're thinking about how to attract the best talent, well, getting this right is actually gonna be so fundamental. It is, but it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, goodness me, just listen to you talk there. It's. It's not like there's an obvious path, is there? I mean, there's, there's so many different um, elements to this to consider as an employer and I guess also as an employee. Um, just coming back to you on a few of that stuff there to, to just pick a, pick, pick a few of those elements out. You've got people miss collaboration, you said, um, and 65% of people believe they suffered from, do you say mental health problems during lockdown? Yeah. I mean, that sounds incredibly high to me, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, it is it is high, but I think people had a really tough time. I mean, there was working parents who were juggling homeschooling, yeah. people living in cities, you know, didn't have outside space. Um, you know, some people working from their bedrooms, from their beds. And yeah. so the, the lack of being able to 
unwind, unconnect from work is very, very challenging. So, um, and, and mental health can come out in so many different ways. So there's a lot of pressure, although, although some people felt productivity increased, there was this mental health um, attached to it, which I think businesses do need to be mindful of. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it, these things are, are, are often a spectrum, aren't they? But you just you just wonder. I mean, the, the, the definition of mental health problems there is is it would be an interesting one. But um, but there's so they, they, they missed collaboration. They had mental health problems. But do they want to come back to the office? Because there was a sort of reading between the lines a bit on that. You suggested that people did want to come to, back to the office, but obviously not all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about communication PR people. You know, if you think about the sort of uh, DNA of this sort of category of individuals, they are people who like to network and to communicate and be amongst other people. So there is a sense of actually, you know, um, missing that culture, that um, coming together um, and working with each other and also growing and developing. So you can do your job at home, but do you really learn and grow at the same pace as you would if you were together. So, um, but, but I, think- I know that's what a lot of senior people think. If you see what I mean. But what what are the what are the people saying? Have you got have you got a, does that come yeah. out in the numbers? Yeah, I mean, if, okay. if, you, if we look at the sort of 25 to 34 year old category, actually, it's that category that were most anxious and fearful about the lack of career progression. Okay. So I so I think if if um, you know, 18 months, okay, people can deal with it any longer. People are going to start thinking, I need to progress in my career. And if they can't do that where they're working, then actually they might look elsewhere. Um, So what you do need is senior people to come on board and help them to learn and progress and develop. So, you know, some of that can be done slightly from home, but actually coming together is is really, really key. So, um, you know, it's, it is getting that right balance. And that's hard when you're dealing with so many different age groups or in a working environment and different demands. So, you know, a, a working parent is very different to a 25 uh, year old who's just graduated and yeah. wants to kind of progress in their career or, or yeah. be amongst colleagues to go to the pub at the end of the day. Now, the, the other stat, well, one of the other stats that, that, that absolutely um stood out for me was you, you said I think you said 30% of the sector um, is thinking of leaving the sector now, well, what do, can we just clarify what you mean by that does that mean they're going to leave the sector full stop or they're thinking of going freelance what, what, what does that mean yeah so 30% of the um, individuals that we surveyed are considering a, a career change so a total career change so that's actually doing something t- you know Totally different. I mean, I right. I see it already happening. Um, you know, when we're hunting individuals and going after them, and we don't discover actually they're doing something absolutely different. It could be from becoming a Pilates instructor to running a gallery. Um, this, is, this is where you tell us you're going to go off. You're going to go off and become a farmer. Alice, is it? I don't know, but um... not not quite yet. Not fully. <laughs> <laughs> not going back to my roots fully. But um, so you know, <laughs> just tell me. I'm, I'm sorry to push it up, but what? How is it worded? I'm thinking of. Yeah, considering a career okay. change. Right. So. Um, I think there's been a lot of burnout. Uh, you know, people have struggled working from home. I mean, that sits with the 65% mental health. Yeah. Um, you know, people who've been carers, people who've looked after children, um, having to homeschool, feeling quite lonely. 
uh, it's been tough on them. And sometimes people have gone, do you know what? I'm coming out of this and I want a complete change. I mean, interestingly, normally our busiest time is post-Christmas and post-summer, when people have either been lying on the beach or eating too much turkey and time to think and think, do you know what? What I need is a career change and or a, a career move. And uh, they start looking around for new jobs. We're now coming out of 18 months of people being locked up. And, um, and suddenly they think, actually, in life, they need to do something completely different. We're seeing that already people moving out, out of London and moving mm you know, into the countryside and, and wanting this sort of more flexible environment. Well, that's, that's a slightly different trend, though, isn't it? I, I get that as a trend. Um, but I think the two go hand the, in hand. Uh, OK, but if you're leaving... I mean, the, the only thing I... Yeah, I don't want to... PR's had a pretty good lockdown compared to the vast majority of sectors, right? So, um, yeah, I suppose, you, you you know, you might be more stressed, you, but you your work, your, your employers have almost well i was going to say in the main but 100 percent as far because it was a legal requirement have allowed you to work from home you know the, the, the pr employers i i would have thought are much better employers than they were 10 years ago um yeah. so i'm just surprised that it's quite as high as that do you know what i mean i mean there's you know there's it's a pr's looked after its people i would have, again in the main there's plenty of stories that, that, that there's plenty of exceptions to this but it, it's looked after its people pretty well during lockdown i would have thought but is that not do you not sort of see that in, in, from your I, perspective i think there's two things here so you know pr has done well but it depends what your class is doing well it's done well in the sense of you know during a lockdown and during a pandemic businesses needed to communicate internal comms external comms you know, agencies have done very well, but it's actually put a lot of pressure on the employees. So if I talk to in-house teams, they've really, really felt it because within the business, they're the ones that have been absolutely flat out making sure all the staff are well communicated to ex- internally and externally. So I think there is a sense of, of being quite exhausted. Also, last year, businesses were a little bit worried about hiring. They might have had the needs, but on the agency side, did they hire as much as they, maybe they they needed to because there was that worry now i mean hiring is absolutely in full swing i mean we've never seen it so busy in the 20 years that i've been headhunting well, well there's um, plenty of jobs but it's it's tough to find the candidates right ab- yeah. absolutely yeah. because i think people a have left the industry or have gone back home because of um brexit and then the pandemic and want to be closer to home we're not getting the influx of people into the country because of you know um, well, movement so, hasn't opened up as much as it, it needs to yeah so, the demand you know, is demand is higher than supply isn't it so ab- that. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. so um so i think it has put pressure on people and people then are starting to rethink what what else could I do in my life? And when you've had major upheavals like this, it does make people psychologically stop and think, actually, am I on the right career path? Is it time for doing something different? Now, I'm not saying they're all going to do this, but actually businesses need to be thinking about this and making sure that they're supporting people in the right way, giving people the right career paths to keep them in the industry because we don't want them to go. Um, And it is a great career for individuals. And if, if businesses can provide that flexibility, then actually it could attract really good people into the industry, which is what I hope comes out of this. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, just makes me just thinking that through. So, so right. 
um, let's say Ben and Alice want to go and do something completely different. Um, nice way we're going to have to take a massive pay cut, aren't we? Because we we we, we earn our, our, our what we currently earn is reflective of our our skills and our network within recruitment or publishing. So uh, all of that idea that you can go and change, you know, you know, I'd love to come. Maybe maybe Ben the Pilates instructor sets himself up. Um, but I'm not going to be get anywhere near what I currently earn. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's the bit of that conversation I haven't quite got my head around. I mean, yeah, I, I'd love to go and I'll go and become a sailing instructor, but I, I can't afford to. So yeah. that's, that's I, I don't know whether clearly that hasn't come out in your, in your research, but what do you get a perspective? Yeah, on that? I mean, it, it is hard to obviously research people once they've left the industry because then they're not inclined to, to answer our, our survey. But what I have a sense of is people have actually saved quite a bit over lockdown. They haven't been able to spend like they previously have. If you're going to give something a go, maybe now is the time, you know, because and you can always come back and freelance. So when there is a shortage of skills, well, actually, you can think, well, I'll give it six months. See if this goes well. And if it doesn't, I could always get a freelance gig on the side as well. Yeah. Um, and, and to be fair, they'd be right, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, that could be the sense that's happening. Certainly, you know, I've moved candidates recently and they've taken a bit of a punt because they've thought, you know what? It might be a startup company, but you know what? If it doesn't work out, I can always go back to my safe big corporate job. Yeah. Okay. You touched on it a couple of times. Um that word freelance did you th- i would get seeing we talked again we talked about our pre-show chat the i think you compared it was it to the it um the it sector or, or maybe the, the healthcare pr sector that you know those are freelance dominated um employee um uh, sectors really these days so is that do you there's a i don't know if it's a danger or not but there, there's a, a the reality is that pr seems to be heading that way doesn't it yeah, I mean, you know, if we look at other industry sectors, like mentioned the IT sector, it's a very, so technical skills, I'm talking IT here, it's a very contract heavy industry. So there's a lot of contractors rather than permanent staff. And that's because the demand for contractors really shot off and so demand for IT skills really shot off and individuals realised they could get a much higher day rate, they could have greater flexibility, they could take months off if they wanted to and work on much more of a project base. Is, is that what you tend to see, is it, in recruitment markets where, where the demand goes right, rockets yep. sky high, you get a trend, of the, the, the next trend is for project-based work, yeah, contract-based so work. Exactly. So it's almost a shift in power. So this time last year, the powers of the employer, because everyone was terrified about losing their jobs and wanting to sort of like uh, buckle down to that. But now with the demand for talent outstripping um, supply, individuals might say, actually, do you know, I, I might just go and freelance. So I ha- we have a sister company, The Work Crowd, and that connects businesses directly with freelancers. We've seen a 83% increase in the number of freelancers registering in Q2 this year against Q1, which is massive. Um, so, you know, there's certainly individuals out there saying, let's take an alternative career path and, and, and look at freelancing and, and have the ultimate flexibility. And it's, de- I mean, and it's working, or is it too early to say, if you see what I mean? Because it, it yeah. does rely on PR, clearly PR agencies forever and always will, what, they'll need to plug gaps and in, in projects and, 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 that, and things like that with, it, with freelancers. But whether they're going to want to have, I don't know, 50, 60, percent of their workforce as freelancers is is a question isn't it even if it's just from a cost perspective i mean you know they, they it's going to have some big implications on the whole on the whole agency model isn't it 
Yeah, I mean, but I mean, if you look at the stats by 2027, McKinsey believes 50% of the workforce will be working independently. Google already has 50% of its workforce as independent. So it is happening. Um, when you say independence, you mean freelancers, freelancers and contractors. Freelancers, consultants, right. contractors. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon that is in agencies at the moment? But, I mean, but I'm putting you on the spot, 20, so, but you, you, you'll have... 20%, 25% different agencies. Some agencies, small agencies, are building purely on a freelance model. So we have a number of clients that are just purely freelance-based. Um, and in healthcare, what is it in healthcare? Well, in healthcare, it's a much more freelance yeah. market. So, you know, we've really seen that over the last five years. I mean, we've been recruiting in healthcare PR since I founded Hanson Search so 20 years ago. And over the f- past five years, there's a huge increase in um in contractors and, and freelancers. Any idea what your average healthcare agency, 50%, 40% or you just hard, oh, too, too big a variation? It's, it's too big a variation to be able to say that because some of the big agencies versus the smaller ones. Um, yeah. But uh, I would say at least 50% now of, of the almost of healthcare PR people could be freelancing, yeah. Yeah. especially the much more senior end of the market. Yeah. So come on then, the, the big question is how, how do PR employers, both in-house and agency, make themselves the workplace of choice? Because that that is what this is all about. And it, it, uh, I, if I'm honest, Alice, I don't know how they do it. It's it's not one of those rhetorical questions. I, I just don't, yeah. I don't know how they do it. Um, yeah, it, it's a tough challenge. And I, um, you know, we feel it, our clients are feeling it and getting it right. It, you can't appease everyone, you know, that's sort of running a business. However, I think if you do put your employees at the centre of your thinking and try and mould a model that is about, to me, it's about um, what what is the what is working. And working is not just doing the job. Working is also mixing with your colleagues and learning and developing. So I think getting the co- internal comms strategy for your employees and then saying we want to take an adult approach to it so so, you know, the workplace should be relevant to the work that you're doing and reinforcing that work is not just working for clients or on, on certain campaigns. It's about training junior staff. It's about coming together. It's about collaboration. It's about creativity. And some of those things are, are better done face to face than they are at home. And so it's about a mindset rather than strict rules. If if you know, you and I talked to a few agency CEOs, but what, so they say, right, Ben, um, what what um, what should I do to, to to make myself that workplace of choice? Well, flexible working is one, I suppose, is it in in some form? So three, two, or fully flexible. I mean, you know, a massage on a Friday afternoon doesn't cut it anymore, does it? You know, the the drinks trolley looks a bit bit dated now. So so where where is it all going to go? Do you think? Uh- Absolutely. You know, the, the shift in benefits from office focused benefits now to much more lifestyle focused benefits, I think, is where it's going. So, you know, businesses have been supporting employees in terms of their um, setup costs to have an office at, at home. Um, we're even seeing packages coming through where you can work abroad for a couple of weeks or months of the year. So, you know, if you've got young kids and you want to perhaps go and you know, rather than just taking them for a week week to Spain, why not work from Spain for three weeks and have a week of holidaying um, and drop them off in the local sort of sailing camp? Or, you know, you could have a much sort of better uh, quality of life. And I think they're the things that actually are attracting um, uh, talent, along with, of course, you know, the fundamental things such as the culture and the team. But these are all now 
interwining into each other the work working environment becomes part of your culture so um so always individuals and culture rank the highest we're seeing them then working policies and then we're seeing um salary and benefits all right i'll come back to that in a minute but i just want to touch on this culture point because that th- there was various times in lockdown and i think at the time i agree with it maybe i still do but the idea that trying to build a culture or, or, or the with remaining a, 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 a business that was a virtual business saw your culture gradually erode um and that is and that's not always true you know if you're if you're a there's exceptions to that rule i don't i'm not but but as a broad um rule of thumb that that is what uh, came across to me with a lot of a lot of PR firms that built built up some cu- pretty cool cultures over the over a long period of time was that they they couldn't they were just watching those the, slowly erode was the mm-hmm. and they, they took steps to make that progress that, 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 that it erode more slowly but it was eroding over time um, and I, I don't know where you come how do you how do you equate that point with your last point around yeah. moving more flexible and more virtual yeah I mean I know businesses that have set up and they're purely virtual and they're doing really well and that has been part of the culture and I think it, it is much easier when you 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 define your business at the start saying we're all going but, to be but virtual. most of those Alice are are tend to be senior council businesses there's there's probably on one hand I know of the ones that are and then a lot of them are more are smaller businesses, but a lot yeah. of those ones are, you know, they don't employ that many junior people, do they? Those those virtual agencies, no, social that, agencies do, yeah. but the PR social agencies don't. Exactly, really. but yeah. but, that, but there is a place for them, and I think yeah, there's yeah. a good culture for them, and it suits a certain type of individual, and I, I think they still come together and they still have their socials, but everyone's expectation is, I don't want to see everyone all the time. I'm happy seeing them once a month. So you yeah. enter into that kind of that contract, as it were. Now, that I think probably sorts suits somebody just thinking about it at that stage of their career, doesn't yeah, it? If absolutely. And that, and that is the culture. Now, in a sort of a broader culture of the businesses that are used to coming together, um, I think it is it is harder because people sort of think, oh, we were really social. We used to do this and now we're not doing it. And they're going to have to go through this transformational period. Um, and I think that's about constant communication, speaking to staff, you know, a lot of clients doing lots of internal surveys, getting lots of feedback, making sure that they are coming together, but they're doing things differently. They might be having online work workouts and, you know, a pub on a Thursday night and just starting to kind of get that balance. And I do think we're in this transition period um, where, you know, there is a bit of worry about it. There's a lot of movement around. So businesses are trying to keep their talent as well as attract talent in. And, and it, it, it's a transitional period. You know, we have just come out of mm. uh, something that we've never experienced before. I don't know. Call me a cynic, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, online workouts, it all just feels a bit lightweight to me. It's not going to make the difference. If I was making that decision as to whether I'm going to work for a company, yeah, I don't think that's going to be on my list. But I, I'm not, you know what I mean? It's, I, I wonder where all that will go. I remember back in the day when I, I worked for a PR firm or two, it, we were having a, a bit of an internal brainstorm about what what benefits people wanted, and and a, a bunch of us just said, "Can you pay us a bit more, please?" And I, I suppose that I was just going to ask you that question because your research did say 
culture is more important than, than salaries when it comes to people's choice of career. Now, yeah, maybe I'm showing my age and I'm a bit of a, a old misery, but you know, I, I go to work to be paid, if you see what I mean. So it's, but that's not what I wonder. There's a, is there, you know, is there an age element to that? Start yeah, or? well, no, because actually, I mean, interesting, we do a lot on diversity and, um, promoting different agencies and promoting diversity in, in, in the workplace. And actually, I know there's there's some agencies out there who are really keen to attract people from uh, Black, Asian and ethnic minority backgrounds, but they haven't got a great reputation of retaining them. So it doesn't matter how much money you throw at different individuals, if the culture and the people aren't right, they're not going to go. People aren't going to go. So, you know, I can present opportunities to candidates but if they've heard bad things about individuals that work there they've heard bad things about the environment it does not matter how much money I can get them they will not go because actually they value their life and their happiness and their well-being much higher than an extra 20 30 40 thousand and signing on bonuses that um, I might be able to negotiate for them so absolutely getting that right the number one thing that people look for when, when we're putting um, candidates together with clients is that chemistry, that people factor, that sort of wow we get on. And if that's not there, it doesn't matter how much money you throw at people. Now, saying all that, there is a there is a, a wage inflation happening at the moment. There are signing on bonuses that are happening in certain sectors, um, and some clients are really, you know, going quite hard on making sure they're getting the best talent by creating the right environment and getting the right salary packages because so many agencies at the moment are turning away business. They can't even have time to pitch for it yeah. um, because they haven't got the time to fill it. I so that's, that's, the two points are related, I guess, aren't they? It's good. Yeah, you're right. The, there's no point. You don't want to, you don't want to give someone a, a 20 grand signing on bonus and then they, they leave the next month because they can't stand the place. So um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, you just mentioned it. I mean, all PR firms are recruiting, really, aren't they, at the moment? I mean, it's I mean, that's a, 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 a maybe a generalisation, but I think it prob- they probably all are. Um, which, when you consider that you know people are poaching their own staff, they're they're probably growing at who knows twenty percent. You know, it's hard to hard to put up a, a, a uniform number on that. Um, so, you know, your recruitment, the number of people you need to recruit. You know, let's say you're hundred agency firm you you need to recruit 40 people a year i mean that's that is going something that is that is almost an impossible task isn't it yeah in the the current candidate market yeah i mean it's it is there is a a a war on talent happening there is a crisis of of in lack of skills at the moment and i only think that's going to get worse yeah because the the australians can't come in which is has always been a source that europe is um, partly because of Brexit and part because of COVID, no one's going to come in from there. So it's we're stuck, aren't we? Is yeah. this? I mean, I think the the challenge will then be: well, businesses will start looking abroad for certain skill sets, and then if they think, hold on, we're getting some really good people from abroad and they're cheaper, then why not continue in that vein? I mean, yeah. you know. I, so I, I, we, yeah, I, I agree. There is a, a a decent portion of my brain that thinks this could all end up in a in a in a pretty big offshoring of talent um, strategy. But um, mm. I, I guess we'll wait and see. Is that that hasn't really happened yet, has it? Or in, in other sectors, yes, um, you yeah. know, but less so in comms because comms is about understanding 
you know, the media, the culture, yeah. the business environment um, and having which, that. Which might mean that that's impossible, does it? I mean, it can't, it's not going to quite work. Yeah, but then if if individuals are saying, I want to live abroad, yeah. well, suddenly now they're living in the south of France or the UAE, or which is, you know, the UAE is opening up visas so individuals can go and freelance out of there. So there's a, a lot of change happening globally. So you might find UK citizens thinking, oh, I'll go and work from a nice, hot, sunny place and earn decent money. So it, it could happen. Also, PR and comms is not just what it used to be traditionally. There's so many different skill sets that now are required. So the digitalization, the social media elements, um, some of them could be offshored. And when you're talking to your clients at the moment, what, what do you see as the, is there a sort of best practice returning returning to work um, plan if you like yeah i mean a lot of them are very different i mean from speaking to people most people are going down this encouraging two or three days a week from the office um and most are starting now to get things back and doing that um so across september and is is that is that a baby step a first step or is that uh guys this is probably what we're going to be doing forever I think, well, what they're saying is, guys, this is probably what we're going to do forever, but no one quite knows. So everyone's got a little bit of a caveat. And what we need is for this to be successful is give and take from both sides. Um, but, you know, the office environment, the, you know, the serviced office, um, flexible workspaces are booming at the moment. Yeah. So I can only but think that uh, a lot of businesses are thinking, well, Let's just see. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Well, the one thing you're not going to be doing is signing any long-term leases, really, as a business, is it? <laughs> I don't think. Um, and what does that look? Because there's a huge variety, isn't it? I mean, I was chatting to somebody earlier today. They were one of their thoughts was to they wanted all of their employees to be in the office at various points of the week, if you see what I mean. So there was flexibility, but I can't remember. But let's say everyone had to come in on a on a Monday and a Tuesday or something. Oh, Monday and a Wednesday. I can't. But you know what I mean. Do, do, what sort of do you see a few different approaches in that regard? Yeah, there are. And there's no kind of consistency there. Um, you know, some are saying we all, we'll all come together on certain days because then actually we get to know each other and we can have community sessions and community days and socials together. Others are actually we want to reduce our office space. So it's going to rotate Um so it really, I think it depends on on the operational side and the logistics internally, and how much space people have as to what uh, formula they, they're using. Sure. And just finally, we've covered it a fair bit on the show so far, but the, the power um, in PR right now clearly, clearly rests with the candidates. And that's not going to change anytime soon, is it? I, I don't think it is. I think, uh, you know, in a high demand for talent and low supply, um, there is always that shift. And um, so businesses really need to think about what is their strategy for attracting, what is their strategy for retaining, which is even more important, um, to make sure they're, they're getting the best talent on board. I mean, that's a good point. You said there was a fair bit of salary inflation at the moment. So presumably people have to be pretty careful that they're, that they're making sure they're paying their current staff a competitive, a competitive wage. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was speaking to one client last week who, who felt um, salaries have gone up by about 20% over the last two years. Wow. Wow. I mean, I think it's in some sectors, I've seen the client fees going up as well, but I've no doubt some agencies are doing that more, more, more effectively than others. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and clearly, if, if salaries are going up and client fees aren't, then there's going to be a, a point of um, of pain. Yeah, but if you know they're getting huge demand from clients and asked to pitch and having to turn away pitches, then perhaps that side's going up as well. Yeah, okay. Brilliant. Alice Waitman, founder of Hanson Search. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Ben. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.